Welcome to Podcast One. We hope you'll support our sponsors who bring you these podcasts absolutely free and with limited interruptions. And of course, we appreciate you listening to this show, which will get started in just a second. Since 1983, Eddie Trunk has been the voice for fans of rock, hard rock, and heavy metal. A best-selling author, host of TV's That Metal Show, and seven national radio shows, including Trunk Nation, daily on Sirius XM. Interesting. Eddie offers the world his news-making interviews, passionate analysis, honest commentary, and who knows what else. So welcome to the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Thursday, podcast1.com and iTunes. Thank you for downloading. Thank you for streaming and checking it out. Remember, if you're shopping on Amazon, be sure to do it always by starting at amazon.com slash shop slash Eddie Trunk. Be sure to check out my brand new TV series, Trunk Fest. It's on Access TV with new episodes every Thursday, 9.30 p.m. Eastern, 6.30 Pacific on Access Two more new episodes to come, including this week from Mountain Jam, and then the final episode of Season 1 will be coming from, well, you don't want to miss that, a rodeo in Cheyenne, Wyoming. A lot of fun. Thank you for all the feedback. Thank you for watching Trunk Fest. Be sure to DVR it. Be sure to watch it on Access TV, again, Sunday nights, 9.30 p.m. Eastern Time. So I've been running around like crazy. You know the deal by now. Follow on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at Eddie Trunk, especially Twitter, eddietrunk.com. The homepage has all my appearances and all the information you know about all the things I'm up to. And I hope to see you soon. A lot of good stuff coming up and hope to see you guys all out and about if you can make it. So. Look at those appearances, come out and see me, come out and say hello, and I'm going to be making my way around the country, the Hair Nation tour coming up, so much stuff going on, look forward to catching you guys all soon. I just got back from LA a few days ago, went out there and did the first ever broadcast of my daily radio show on Sirius XM volume, Trunk Nation from the legendary Rainbow Bar and Grill, had a great time there as you're about to hear, Slash was our surprise special guest, that's who we had booked all along, we kept it a surprise, it turned out to be a lot of fun doing it like that. I had not talked to Slash on the record ever since he has been doing the Guns N' Roses reunion. We talk privately. We are friends, but he has been off the media radar ever since GNR reunited until now, until the interview you're about to hear. So it was great to catch up with him. Of course, by now, you know, he is relaunching his band with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. They have a new album coming September 21st and a bunch of concert dates already announced. And we talk a little bit about that and also a little bit about Guns N' Roses and how this whole thing went and how it came together and if there's a potential future of new music. This was a huge newsmaking interview. It happened last Friday at the Rainbow Bar and Grill in L.A. in what is being called the Trunk Nation L.A. Invasion, a new monthly series I'll be doing as part of my weekly or daily radio show, I should say, which is heard on Sirius XM Volume 106 every day. Live 2 to 4 Eastern, replaying 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. So if Slash coming by wasn't big enough, later in the show, Tom Morello came by and sat in for me. Very fitting, very appropriate, since I often do hang with Tom at the Rainbow and talk music. So it was great that he was a part of this first episode as well. First, you'll hear Slash in that interview, which is about a half an hour long. Then Morello, who was not there at the same time as Slash. They just missed each other. They are friends. And Morello comes by at the end and mixes it up with me. And then what you didn't hear is after this interview ended... 
Tom and I stayed at the Rainbow until the wee hours and continued the conversation over some drinks and some food. So it really was a great time. I thank all the audience that came by the Rainbow and hung out with me and uh, came to the first ever broadcast. We'll be doing another one soon. I'll share that information with you when I can and uh, when I have that info to 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 pass along. But it will be a fairly monthly series to be happening from the Rainbow in L.A., and it's great to be doing it. Thank you guys for listening to Sirius XM Volume and my daily show there. Appreciate you doing so. And like I said, watching Trunk Fest as well. There's so much going on. It's on the homepage of my website. Can't urge you enough to follow on Twitter at Eddie Trunk for up to the second news info and updates. And I'll do my best to keep everybody abreast of what's happening. As I said, there is a lot between now and the end of the year. And uh, appreciate you guys following along and coming out to the stuff that you can and catching up with me when and where you can. So, going to get right to it this week. This was a major newsmaking interview. The first time Slash has really spoken on the record since the Guns N' Roses reunion tour. We talk about that and a whole lot more. Second interview will be with Tom Morello. Big podcast this week. Enjoy, again, all the interviews courtesy of Trunk Nation, heard on volume every single day, Monday through Friday, live 2 to 4 Eastern, replaying 9 to 11 p.m. Eastern. Please join me there if you don't already, and I'll give you a little sampling of some of the things that we're doing there here on the podcast like this. This week, Slash and Tom Morello from the Rainbow in Los Angeles, coming up next on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Hey, if you're one of the millions of Americans who suffers from muscle cramps in your legs and feet, Relief is finally here, and it is TheraWorks Relief. It's a topical foam that's clinically proven to relieve muscle cramps fast. Plus, with daily use, TheraWorks Relief can even prevent muscle cramps before they start, so you can get a full night's sleep or do the activities you love without having to worry about muscle cramps. And trust me, those are brutal. TheraWorks Relief only takes minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly, and it really works. I recommend TheraWorks Relief to my family and friends. The results, they speak for themselves. It is a life-changing product and you don't even need a prescription. TheraWorks Relief for preventing muscle cramps and relieving muscle cramps. Try TheraWorks Relief today and experience relief from muscle cramps for yourself. Get TheraWorks Relief in a pain relief aisle at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens pharmacies or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. That's TheraWorks Relief for your muscle cramps. TheraWorks Relief with an X. TheraWorksRelief.com. Shut it down! Hi, I'm John Taffer. You probably know me because I've rescued thousands of bars, hundreds of them on TV. That's your future broken! I'm also a best-selling author, and I've owned and operated a bunch of other businesses. But now, I'm here on Podcast One with my new show, No Excuses. I only yell at calls. Every Tuesday, I'm going to give it to you straight. I'm giving you all things Bar Rescue, insider peaks of what's going on on the set, current events and topics you care about, with in-your-face analysis, and you know how straight I can be. And I'm going to have unforgettable guest interviews with the world's most interesting people, and I'm going to ask them the questions that nobody else has ever asked them. And yes, sometimes I can be a bit of an ass, but I'm going to shut it down every Tuesday and make no excuses. It's going to be the number one show here on Podcast One. Listen to it every Tuesday on PodcastOne.com, on the Podcast One app, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember, rate and review it, or I'm going to shut you down. Hey, if you like my show, you're going to love the Jordan Harbinger show here on Podcast One. Jordan dives deep into the untapped wisdom of the world's top performers, from intelligence operatives to legendary musicians, iconoclastic writers to visionary change makers. Listen free each week on Podcast One or wherever you get your favorite podcast. And in honor of self-improvement, you may also like the Dr. Drew Show, The Good Life with Stevie and Suzanne, or Revenge of the Jocks with Martellus Bennett only on Podcast One. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. From earaches to strep tests, there's Minute Clinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. 
Visit MinuteClinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. I have PenFed, that's a fact. I have PenFed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. All right, let's do it. We take you to the Rainbow Bar and Grill, the legendary landmark eatery and bar in Southern California. This happened last Friday, the first ever live broadcast of my show, Trunk Nation, from the patio at the Rainbow. Slash, who was a surprise guest. Nobody in the audience knew he was coming. Nobody anywhere knew he was coming. And he pulls up first and joins me on the patio at the Rainbow. Here you go. Big exclusive Slash on the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, the mystery guest is walking in. We are about to reveal him any second. Get ready. And please welcome. There's no way you could kick it off with a better guest, more synonymous with this area and this scene than uh, the man. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Slash to the Rainbow, a place I'm sure he knows too well. Take a seat, man. You don't need him if you don't want him right now. You need to talk into a microphone, though. Jack and Coke. All right. <laughs> oh, wait, let me get this away from you. I put a Jack and Coke right in front of Slash. I'm about to ruin his whole career. Hold on. Get this out of here, please, Scotty. Come on. You sniffed that right out, didn't you? <laughs> I just saw it. Yeah. Took me back for a second. You, uh, one time we were at dinner and you said to me, Nobody at the table ordered drinks because they were out of respect to you being sober. And then you got mad. You were like, everybody should drink. I don't like when yeah, people don't no, drink. No, it doesn't bother me. It's all right. You're all right Good. with that. Yeah. No, I'm not struggling with it. <laughs> <laughs> being back here at the Rainbow, where you've had some, I'm sure, some nights, what's it like? Um, well, I mean, it's not, I mean I've, I've come around here every so often. Do you come here and, and have dinner well, every once in a while? Can been you? a couple times. If you come early enough. It gets a little crazy at night. Right. You know? But uh, and we still get pizzas delivered, like when we're playing at the Forum or playing at the Whiskey or whatever, and get pizzas brought over. When was uh, the first? Well, did you did you come here as a kid? Were you some? I well, I came here as a teenager. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Uh, I started coming here when I was about. Shh, I don't want to get anybody in trouble, but I used to have a fake ID, and so I used to come in here when I was you know seventeen. Yeah. Seventeen, eighteen, and then Steady busted me with my fake ID one time. Oh really? And then I came back. It was on a Tuesday night on Ladies' Night, and I came with Stephen. You don't know this story? No. And uh, I came with Stephen Adler, and you know I did his fake ID too, and I've been using mine for a couple of years. Wait, you were making the fake IDs yourself? Yeah. Okay. I'm an artist, man. <laughs> anyway, but this is before they fucking shellacked them with all this stuff. And, right, you know. and the, 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 the holograms and all that yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so, so, uh, so we came here, and uh, Stephen walked right in. And Steady stopped me, and he goes, this is, you know, so he wouldn't let me in. So I was like, fuck. All right, so I went home, and my mom was gone. And I went through her shit, and it's ladies' night. So I dolled myself up like a chicken. I came back... <laughs> And I got in for free. You did? <laughs> no ID or nothing? No ID or nothing. But the, 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 the catch was, was I, I came in and I, I was motivated because I was going to go pick up on Stephen who would fuck anything and it would be a good joke. <laughs> right? So I'm wandering around the rainbow thinking, you know, I've, I've got a goal in mind. But then all of a sudden I start to realize he's not here. He's gone. Oh, oh he, Stephen had left. Yeah. And the reality of my situation just came. It was like, just came down on me. That you're walking around the rainbow on ladies' night dressed as a chick. I'm at the fucking rainbow, dressed like a girl, and all of a sudden I felt totally vulnerable. (laughs) By yourself. Yeah, by myself. (laughs) And uh, so I ended up sneaking out of here, and I had to walk a block down Sunset Boulevard and up the street to get to my car. And I just, every whistle, every yell, every noise I thought was directed at me. (laughs) I'll never forget it. Now here's the big question. Is there a photo of it? 
There was, I think, I think when I got home, my mom was there, and I think she took a photo. I, I haven't seen it since then, though. Yeah, right. I, I've hung out with people here. That was her clothes. She was pissed. <laughs> I've hung out with people here, and they're just like, when they come back to this place, who have a lot of history here, especially a guy like you, because you, you've been sober how long now? Uh, twelve years. I think. Right. So, congrats. congrats. I know it seems weird, right? <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, congrats. But, but, but um. I, I come back here with guys like you that have been sober for a long time, and they come in here and they just they start to shake a little bit. Like I, I was talking to Steve Luca through the other day, and he's like, "Oh shit, the rainbow! I, I've got DNA on those walls still, man." <laughs> so you you get that? Yeah, like got, you, a I lot of memories come back. Good rainbow stories, but no, I don't get all tweaked out. No, I'm, I'm cool. You said you got good stories. Can you give me one more though? I just gave you one. Are uh, you good? How much better can I get than going That's to the true. fucking rainbow? And There's only a picture though, man. <laughs> Well, thanks, thanks, Slash, for coming. Uh, yeah. Good to see you, man. No, we can't. So this is cool. No, this, is- this is cool. Well, the good news and the big news, if you guys are a fan, is that Slash is back with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators, ladies and gentlemen. And that is absolutely a band that I love, and uh, I'm so glad to, that you're doing again. We're going to talk about that in uh, in a little bit. This other thing that you've been doing the last couple of years, we should probably mention it that. It's been a couple point. of years now. It's right? been a little bit. We <laughs> should probably work that in. Started out with uh, it started out like five shows. Is initially what it was going to be two shows at Coachella and and that's all it was going to be. Yeah, it was. We didn't have the, a big long term thing going. We just we Axel and I got together. We talked, you know, we talked for a while and so on. And and he thought it'd be cool to do these Coachella dates because we get offered to do Coachella to get back together and do Coachella every year for years. And we obviously didn't do it. So now that we're on good terms, it was like seemed like a good idea. So that was basically that was the basic focus was just to do those two shows and uh, a couple warm up shows. So we did the Troubadour and a sh- couple of shows or one show in Vegas, Mexico, and and then the Coachella gigs. Mm. And that went so well, and and everything just fell back before you place, know it. It's right? three years or so. Whatever. We said, okay, we'll do this U.S. run that they're offering us, and then everything just snowballed from there. This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. Well, you know, I've been talking to you guys about TheraWorks Relief for a while, and my buddy Tony Lopez just sent me a text the other day. He said, listen, I listen to your podcast, and he sent me a picture. He goes, I went out and got TheraWorks Relief. It does work. That's right, it works. Tony knows it. I knows it. I know it. If you want to relieve muscle cramps, it's clinically proven. With daily use, TheraWorks Relief can prevent muscle cramps before they start. You can get a full night's sleep or do the activities you love without having to worry about muscle cramps. I've heard from friends who are using it. It works. TheraWorks Relief, it takes minutes to apply. It absorbs quickly, and it does work. I recommend TheraWorks Relief to my friends and my family, just like Tony heard it and my other friends have. It's a life-changing product, and you don't even need a prescription. TheraWorks Relief. It is a great choice for preventing and relieving muscle cramps. Try TheraWorks Relief today. Experience relief from muscle cramps for yourself. TheraWorks Relief in the pain relief aisle at select CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens pharmacies or by talking to your pharmacist. Learn more at TheraWorksRelief.com. That's TheraWorks Relief for your muscle cramps. Hey, buddy. Hey, buddy. What's going on, man? Hi, guy. Yeah. Yeah, the team. Loveline, man. You guys remember us from back in the day? Well, we're doing a pod, and we're doing it every day. And we've been doing it for a while. And if you, if I hear one more time people say, God, I loved you and Adam together on Loveline. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, we're doing a podcast. Will you please just join us at the Adam and Dr. Drew Show, please? Right. At com. It's a great show. Come on now. Only on Podcast One. That's us. Adam and Dr. Drew Show. Just like the old days. Doctor's orders. Oh. <laughs> oh, man, you're funny. Yep. All right. Let's go save some babies. Let's do it. True Car. Told you about them so many times. If you're looking to buy a car, you're probably familiar with terms like MSRP. You might even know what it stands for, but what does it actually mean? Same goes for invoice, list price, and dealer price. It's enough to confuse anybody. All you're really looking for is a price that actually means something. And we are introducing True Price from True Car. Now you can know exactly what you'll pay for the car you want, including fees and accessories, before you ever get to the dealership. True Car dealers will show you what the true price on cars like the one you want is, all from the comfort of home. And how do you know if your true price is a great price? Because True Car shows you what other people paid. For that same car you want, 
And your certified dealers know this, so they set their true price competitively so they can win your business. So when you're ready to buy a new or used car, visit True Car to enjoy a more confident car buying experience. Some features are not available in all states. This This is the Eddie Trunk Podcast. So... You are getting ready to fire up the conspirators again. You're going to do it. This first show, September 11th, and there's a public show on, uh, on the 13th. On the 13th, yeah. I want to talk to you a little bit more about guns, but let's talk about this, because you know how much I love this band and what you do with them and how, much, how great the records are. Driving Rain, the current single, sounds like it'll be another amazing record. Was it always your intention to continue doing this band, even while the yeah. guns thing was happening? Yeah, it's you know like when the when the the guns the guns thing happened, it was right at the end of uh, the the last conspirators tour, and at that point we'd already started gearing up to go into the next cycle. So you know as the as the the guns thing started rolling and looking like it didn't have any end in sight, it was always my intention to come back. And we'd already written some of the songs, or you know some of the riffs and stuff were already written at that point. And so we just put everything on ice until there was a, a, a sizable enough break, which we had in, what was it, uh, December, um, or really January to May. Mm-hmm. So that's when we put the record together. So it, did it, it, so it came together kind of in two pieces. You did some, then you went back with guns, and you came back to it? And did some more, yeah. <laughs> did that help that you kind of got away from it and came back a little bit? Um, well, I mean, there were, you, I, I had to write some stuff in earnest in, around Christmas time. So I was sitting on the couch with the guitar, you know, coming up with new riffs and stuff. So there's, there's some new songs on there that might not have happened if we had done the whole record back in, you know, 2015, 2016. Mm-hmm. But who knows? Yeah. And, you, and, and tell me about this record versus the previous records. Was, is it more, is it pretty much in that same pocket? Did you go for some different stuff? <clears throat> yeah, right. That's always a tough one. Um, the, the way I look at it, just from listening to it and the way that it came together, like World on Fire was cool and it was a good progression from Apocalyptic Love. And this one is a really great progression from World on Fire. So the band just keeps getting better. So you sort of can listen to it and judge for yourself how it relates to either of the first two records. September 21st is when this uh, album is available to everybody living, living the dream, which is a lot of people take it as you saying, hey, I'm living the dream. I'm now playing stadiums with guns and roses and doing this band and doing it. but there's it's actually another tone to it yeah isn't it? i'm you know me i'm not that personal <laughs> <laughs> um it, it was it was uh it basically came from you know sort of the climate of politics around here so living the dream was sort of a sarcastic statement to that and there were there was going to be a cover that sort of was i was trying to find an image that had that sort of like death by misadventure kind of thing. And, and you know, I looked at all these different kind of images, and a lot of them were a little bit too negative or they, weren't, they were too narrow-minded. So I just said, you know, we'll call it Living the Dream, and then I'll come up with some other artwork that doesn't relate to the title at all. Mm. Which Because you've never been like a guy that's been like a politically charged I, guy, message guy, anything. Yeah, I I'm, I'm definitely don't want to be a political advocate. Yeah. You know, I don't want to be somebody out there going, well, this is my opinion on this, and... Whatnot. But I had to, you know, I, I don't mind having, you know, sort of uh, little statements in it that I know what they mean. Not, not necessarily everybody knows what they mean. Right. And in the time since you've done The Conspirators, I mean, the other guys have gone and done their thing. Miles has done a solo record and he, of course, did stuff with Alter Bridge. And, you know, you've got Brent, Todd and Frank out there doing a variety of different things. Did all you stay in touch sh- with Did you stay in touch with yeah, all of them? Yeah, I know the whole time. So we were way I mean, they came to some shows. You know, I text them all the time. I always know where everybody is and what they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we were always talking because I hang with those guys all the time. And we, I went to a show. I went I, te- I texted you the picture. I went to an Alter Bridge show with Brent, Todd, and right. Frank. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we all took a photo together, and I was in the middle. I said, get ready for uh, Eddie Trunk featuring Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators because <laughs> it looked like the new band. But, well, you know, as much as everybody is so excited about guns happening again, and the, the response is phenomenal, we'll touch on that in a second. This, for people who love the Conspirators and love what you did and were doing with, with Miles, like myself, this, is, this feels great that you're doing this. I think a lot of people thought we were going to lose this for good. Um, I mean, there was no reason to. Uh, it's, it's, 
you know, getting a band with, you know, like the conspirators together is something that you just don't have that kind of chemistry with people very often, if ever, right? And so, you know, that's something that unless there's a something major happens that causes it to, to disband, there's no reason why you shouldn't keep something like that going. Yeah. And, and I think people might not realize, if they don't look at it that closely, you put a lot of work into building this band. I mean, it, <laughs> you really did. I mean, you started with the record, which was more or less a solo record with the different singers. Right. And then that had a couple tracks from Miles and more. But you, I mean, I was there from day one. I watched you playing from very small places and really doing all the groundwork to to the point where at, when it this phase ended you were doing arenas in england right. right with this yeah i mean it's we we built it from the ground up but we had a we had a really good time doing it so it's a lot of it's it's hard work but it's work that i enjoy doing so it was it didn't seem as hard as what you're saying but uh that said we put a lot of work into a lot of work and energy and and effort into just taking it to the next step every single day now you've got when i've seen the band in the past with the conspirators you've got now a bunch of records with this band. You've got the solo record. You've got the Snake Pit records. You've got a big catalog of music on your own outside of Guns N' Roses. Right. And initially, all the time you were doing the Conspirators, you were putting a good amount of Guns N' Roses material in that in the set with that band. Right. Now, of course, you're back in Guns N' Roses. How are you going to work the live set with this band? It's Well, I mean, I sort of got the Guns N' Roses thing off my chest now because, I mean, you know, I got it out of my system. Right. That's, I was missing playing a lot of those songs. And when I first hooked up with Miles, the intent was, well, we're going to play some songs off this solo record, and I'm going to do some Velvet Revolver and some Guns N' Roses and some right. Snake Pit and do, like, all my catalog. And then, uh, you know, some of the songs came out really good, the Guns N' Roses songs, and so we kept doing them and so on. But at this point, I just want to focus like probably 90% of the set just on conspirator stuff and then have your odd cover and maybe one or two gun songs, maybe one velvet song. Yeah. I was going to ask, cause to me as a fan, of course I love guns and roses, but as a fan of the conspirators, now it looks like this is a great opportunity to really, well, we have, keep the we, thing have separate. we have three, I mean, you know, three solid records plus the first solo record. And there's a couple songs obviously from that. So we have a pretty healthy body of work now to work from. But then again, if you think about it, you guys started in guns. Didn't you start doing, was it Slither? Yeah, finally. So, yeah. so now it's starting to get incestuous a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, right. Like it's bleeding in. Everything's bleeding. Yeah. Well, I mean, Slither came up as far as guns was concerned, like really, really early on, but we just never did it. And then this last, uh, this last leg, it came into the set and everything. So now I'm going, well, you know, that's probably a song I may or may not still do with the conspirators. So we'll see. Yeah. 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 Um, fourth biggest tour ever, the Guns N' Roses reunion tour. I was told. That's what I'm told. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't pay much attention to those statistics, but you hear stuff in passing, people talking shit like that. <laughs> for, for you, I mean, did it even stun you how big it was? Um, yeah, that's a good question. I mean, when, you know, like when I, in 90, I guess the last shows that we did was 94 in South America, right? So we were at that, that place where we were playing stadiums. So when this came back around, the first offers were to do you know stadium type type gigs so i was like okay you know that's great i think more than anything i was just excited about the enthusiasm you know considering for me personally being out of it for so long coming back into it and seeing these insane crowds that it was it was uh in my opinion uh better received this time around than it was in the last years of the 90s that I was in it. Really? It was really, really cool. And it, it's, it's one of those times you can appreciate playing in a stadium because you're playing for anywhere 30 to 80,000 people that are people that are so dialed into your shit that it's like playing in a club. <laughs> you know, it's got that kind of personal yeah. kind of toe-to-toe feel to it. So it was really, really a blast. And, and just reconnecting with... with well, of course, you did stuff with Duff, but reconnecting with Axel and just doing that. It was that, huge. That I mean, was, that was just, a big thing. It, of course it was. But for you personally, I mean, how did it feel? Did you just take a second and look around and be like, this is like surreal? Yeah, the, 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 most, uh, the most surreal moment was um, sound check at the Troubadour. 
that the was, very that first was a very surreal moment. We had, you know, way before we played the show and everything. And just being together with everybody, being in that particular environment, of course, stuffing 10 times more gear in there than we had back in the day. Right. And then just, you know, looking over and seeing Axel and seeing Duff. And yeah, that was a very surreal moment. The rest of it seemed very, very new. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, I'm, I'm, you know, with with uh, a guy who who was a partner in crime with me for many years, you know, before we had this sort of like falling out thing, and then I'm obviously Duff, and I'm, we're up there playing these gigs, and I know I know these guys, I know these songs, but for something something about it was not really reminiscent of say the User Illusion tour, so it's, it felt really sort of fresh and new, and and it's weird. It's 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 an interesting thing. It did didn't it didn't make me like it didn't hit those those tiny moments of like oh my god I remember hitting this chord and he was there back in 1991 or yeah, yeah. anything like that. And what about gelling with the other guys that you hadn't played with like like they're Frank great. and Richard? They're and great. Frank's Melissa, great. Richard's great. Of course, great. Dizzy, you played yeah, with. But. They're all yeah. Dizzy's great. Yeah. So I mean, all in all, it was just a great bunch of people getting really excited about doing what we're doing. And going out there and playing in front of a bunch of people who were glad we're doing it. So, where cool. in the world was the craziest scene you saw in the Guns N' Roses reunion? What was the most like? What what city? What country? What place? Is there one that's just like oh, it was man. just well, madness? I mean, in this in the heat of the moment right now, it's hard for me to pick one. But there was one place that we played. I think it was Italy, just recently, um, in Florence, where the crowd was so intense that it didn't. It seemed like they were gonna they were gonna implode. <laughs> like if you go any farther, any any louder and any more high pitched, your eyes are gonna, you know, ignite. It was really intense. And you know what I think is amazing, looking back on uh, on where this is now, is man, it's remarkable what Axel was able to do night in and night out. You guys were playing like three hour sets, three and a half hour sets, and he was in amazing, like every single show. So it was it was. It was, yeah, <laughs> it was really cool to watch him do. Uh, we're here, of course, at the Rainbow on the Sunset Strip where there's so much history with Slash and Guns N' Roses where he grew up. And, of course, the record that started the whole Guns N' Roses thing, Appetite for Destruction, a mega deluxe box set reissue in many formats has come out. The record back on the charts, a, a, an old song that didn't make the record becomes a radio hit again. Right. I mean, take us through that. What do you think of all that? Um, well, I mean, the box set... You know, I guess it, it's it's finally got a chance to release a lot of stuff that we had in the vault that we've never released before. So that was that was really um, just just fun to do, fun to put together, and cathartic as well. And then to do "Shout of Your Love," that particular uh, recording was what we that's that was when we went in to try out Mike Clink before Appetite. You know, going through trying to figure out if he was going to be the right guy to produce us. Um, that was the song that we did, and that's the version of it that we did. And oh, wow. so it's just cool. I mean, you know, it was like one of those things where we never was thought it would ever see the light of day, but just put it out there as one of these songs on this record with all these, you know, different versions and live versions and this, and that, and the other. And uh, to actually get up there and start playing it. I haven't played that song since 1985. Oh, were you guys doing it in the yeah, recent shows? Set, yeah, Oh, you are? Yeah. Wow, that must have been wild. It's wild, yeah. And 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 why didn't a song like that make Appetite to begin with? I mean, oh well, um, I mean, Shadow was one of those things we were doing in 1985. There's a few songs that we were doing back then that we sort of just, I think, evolved out of. You know, we started writing, you know, ap uh, music that was going to be on Appetite, and so some of those songs sort of fell by the wayside, and you know, we sort of grew out of it. But. Uh, you know, so that's that's what happened. We used it to to do the demo with Mike, and then that was the last we ever played it. Ah, oh, that's amazing. And that it, was what nineteen eighty six. Yeah, yeah. And you know, talking about what you did, we're talk we talked about what you're going to do with the conspirators, which is going to be, as you said, probably about ninety percent of your own music mm -hmm. at this point. But then we look at what you just did with Guns. You, you worked in a Velvet Revolver song, something from your world into Guns N' Roses, and of course you were playing songs from Chinese Democracy yeah. for most of the tour. How did that feel? How was that for you? It was cool. You know, I, it was like there were songs, there were some great songs on that record, right? So I just sort of adapted my own way of playing them and just made them, you know, more my own so I felt more comfortable, and they just kick ass. Yeah. So it's, it's, it's a pretty cool set. It's got a lot of, hits a lot of different points of interest in the band's career, you know? Yeah, completely. So before we... Was people yelling? <laughs> I don't know what that is. But I don't. Okay. I don't either. So you are. Um, 
you're getting ready for a tour. What's it going to be like? I mean, obviously, there was a idea to start we're talking about your history and the guns history your personal history we're here at the rainbow i mean the history with the whiskey is just is obvious but that was the idea i was of a roadie it. at the whiskey at one point a roadie <laughs> yeah. for who oh uh, i just i was just around anytime anybody anytime they need any help but i there was one particular act that i was just thinking about the other day which talking about performance art and there was this chick named joanna went and she used to do you know performance art being like pig's blood and pig's heads and um, uh, shaving cream and like this whole thing. And then we have to clean all that shit up. And that's what you did. Yeah. And, 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 and hump the gear. (laughs) (laughs) What would take me back to like, we're sitting literally feet from the sunset strip feet from the sidewalk where, I mean, Gazzari's was right over here. Right. Yeah. And then of course the Roxy is still here, thankfully. And the rainbow's here. And then the whiskey's a little further down. Troubadour's down the street. And Troubadour, yeah, one over. So did you, as a kid, even before Guns N' Roses, you worked these streets where you were you oh, yeah. doing the flyers and all that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was I I was uh, I've lived in this neighborhood since I started out in Laurel Canyon, which is just down the street. So I've lived around here um, pretty much my whole ever since I was like ten, you know, you know, six years old, all the way up until uh, I started living with Guns N' Roses in an alley. You know, yeah. um, so I have a lot of history around here. Who did you- my mom used to come here? Really? Yeah. To the rainbow? I mean, my grandmother used to tell me stories about her having to pick her up in the alley over here. <laughs> she was hammered? <laughs> yeah. she, my mom, you know, rest in peace, kill me for hearing me say that. But. <laughs> and you were a chip off the old block for a right, while right, there, right. weren't you? Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, they, they used to throw me out by my ear sometimes. So yeah. yeah? Did you see any bands back in the day on this scene like that went on to big big success that you would go see when when they were just starting. Were well, they- I mean, uh, I saw Nikki's old band London. Well, th- there was a club that we didn't mention that's not there anymore called the Starwood, which was down mm-hmm. on Santa Monica. So I used to see a lot of bands and a lot of the guys who were, have been in bands, you know, that got record deals that were in different bands back in the day. Um, uh, Quiet Riot when it first, you know, when Randy was in it, and then he turned into Dubro, and then they went back to Quiet Riot. But yeah, London, um, Exciter. I could if I Exciter was George Lynch, George right? George Lynch's band. Yeah. yeah, there was a bunch of them. A bunch of them. I saw the Knack <laughs> to start with. Did you see Van Halen back in? the I never club saw days? Van Halen. You never didn't. Saw Van Halen. And I, no, I didn't. I didn't. That was right. That was right when it was nineteen seventy eight. So that was right at the time that I started to get into all this. Right. Right. So you missed. All I that. remember when that record came out. I was hanging out with Steve Adler, and uh, we were just starting to come up and hang out around here. So we sort of missed that boat. But you saw Randy with Quiet Riot. Yeah. Yeah. What kind of mark did that make on you? Um, well, I, I mean, even then, I was more of a sort of my my aspirations were all sort of in in more rock and roll than metal. So so and then the, the outfits that they wore and all that quite right back then it's like the uh, sort of tux, uh, sequin tuxedos. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Shit like yeah, yeah. So I can't say that I was totally into it. Right. But he was. He. I mean, I knew he was great. He was something to see. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah, I heard that there was a period of time where you had Randy, and then you had Eddie, and then you had George Lynch, where right. like that was like George the- is badass. Yeah, I mean, I think back then, seeing George, uh, I I thought he was the best out of all. Of yeah, a lot of people have yeah, said that. And I then, did. And he then- was he was pretty fucking impressive. You know, I mean, I didn't really know how to play guitar then, right. but just watching him do his thing was just mind blowing. But tell me, you got to split in a few minutes before I let you go. Tell me. Obviously, you're shifting into conspirators mode. The record mm-hmm. out September 21st. Tour dates announced. You're playing festivals, headline shows. So everybody, I mean, needless to say, anybody that's heard me since Slash has been doing this knows how much I love what he does with Miles. You're going to dig this guys. record. It's really and cool. And I can't wait to yeah. hear the whole record. Elvis did it again, right? Yeah, yeah. And Elvis Basquette, great producer. I, I, so judging from Driving Rain, you know it's killer. You can pre-order it right now, and uh, it's out September 21st. But... What's ha- what's the future for Guns N' Roses? Well, we're touring uh, Southeast Asia, Dubai, and uh, South Africa, November, uh, all of November, and uh, so that's the last leg of the Not in This Lifetime tour that I'm aware of at this point. So I'm I'm with the Conspirators September, October, and then it looks like I'm going to be doing some stuff. We're going to be doing some international stuff in January, February. And then uh, March, I think he's going to be doing some Alter Bridge stuff. And, and then April, we're going to go into uh, South America. 
And then we're going to probably do some stuff in the summertime. Probably, well, I'm not going to say right now, but right, right, right. <laughs> get you in trouble. Everybody in trouble. And the last thing before I let you go, has there been or has there been any dialogue about doing new music with Guns N' Roses at any point? We're. It's been talked about. I think everybody wants to do it, and we'll just see what happens. But nothing's been recorded. We've been busy like doing this, running around the planet. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Playing the enormous <laughs> domes of the world. Well, listen, man, um, I can't thank you enough for coming by. It's really, it really means a lot to me that you, uh, you're you the first guest here of the L.A. broadcast. It's oh, really? appropriate. Oh, no, sense. that's great. It's the very first one. I'm, I'm honored. Oh, you know? come on. I see all these people here hanging out. Yeah. What's, your, what's your favorite thing on the rainbow menu to eat? Uh, it's always been, pe- well, it's, it's, it's pizza. yeah, pizza. <laughs> pizza? Yeah, pizza is my, definitely my favorite. Son thing. of a bitch, you're all skinny yeah. and you tell me the pizza. Pizza and the, the Chinese chicken salad is still good. If it's, if really? It's I never had that here. It's really good. I thought you were going to say the chicken soup. That's like the sleeper thing. People come you know, in. No, chicken, chicken soup's soup. good too. Yeah. You got to be wanting chicken soup. That's, that's <laughs> the thing. And since it's like 95, we don't need chicken soup right now. So, all right, all right, again, everybody pick up the new album, Living the Dream, out on September 21st. Pre order it right now. Go see Slash featuring my. Kennedy and the conspirators finish this record in May. I'm waiting all this time for it to come out. I can't wait for it to come out already. Well, it's getting close, <laughs> it's getting there. So, everybody, pick it up. It's I know it's going to kick ass and go see them live. And then, uh, we'll keep an eye on what happens with GNR, man. Thank you so much for coming by. The Eddie Trunk Podcast. Let me tell you guys about the Quip toothbrush. I've been using electric toothbrushes for a very long time, and Quip is really, really cool. For starters, Quip is an electric toothbrush at a fraction of the cost of the bulkier toothbrushes while still packing just the right amount of vibrations to help you clean your teeth. Quip has a built-in timer that is dentist-recommended, two minutes, guiding pulses, remind you when to switch sides. Quip's subscription plan... That's for your teeth, not just convenience. They deliver new brush heads on a dentist-recommended schedule every three months for just $5, and that includes free shipping worldwide. Quip also comes with a mount, suctions right to your mirror. It unsticks to use as a cover for hygienic travel whenever you brush your teeth, which you should be doing, of course, a couple times a day. And finally, everyone loves Quip. They were on Oprah's O-List, named one of Time's Best Inventions, And it's the first subscription electric toothbrush accepted by the American Dental Association. Plus, they're backed by a network of over 20,000 dentists and hygienists and hundreds of thousands of happy brushers use Quip every day. Quip starts at just $25. And if you go to getquip.com slash trunk right now, you'll get your first refill pack free with a Quip electric toothbrush. That's your first refill pack free getquip.com slash trunk g-e-t-q-u-i-p dot com slash trunk getquip.com slash trunk you will not regret it this is the eddie trunk podcast this is the guy i actually do sit in this place with correct and all till all hours and drink and talk rock. So it's appropriate that you're here for the first show. Tom Morello, everybody. Hello. Thank you very much. Get him his drink. What do you, what do you, what, Death how do you to like it? Death to false metal. I'll have a uh, scotch neat. That'd scotch be neat. You know, much. he knows the drill. And a bottle of water. He likes a bottle of water on the side. How are you? You were in Italy? Yeah, I just, I just got off a 12 hour flight. But, but, the, Playing live or no, no, vacation? Just, just vacation, just for with a little family yeah, time. Yeah, little family time. Nice. Yeah. I'm so this, I'm, this is it, one. I'm very happy to see you, but two is also beating my jet lag. So let's talk metal. Let's, get on, let's get on with it. <laughs> Have you seen any good metal lately? Yeah, I saw um, on with uh, Prophets of Rage this uh, summer. Uh, Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes was the best live band I've seen in a long time. Whoa, I never great, even heard of them. Great. He was in a band called Gallows before, and they opened up for Rage a couple times, like in the 2000s. But Frank Carter and the Rattlesnakes, really incredible. Frank, Car- that's. One we got to write down. Yeah, Where are a, they out a, of? Play uh, England. Play a song called Juggernaut. It's a jam. Frank Carter and the ra- and metal band. Me, me, I mean, metal punk band, but they got all the elements that you enjoy. Wow. Yeah. Okay. What's Except going- for the spandex. <laughs> 
What's going on with that? Uh, Not that there's anything wrong with spandex, with no. the rainbow, by the way. No, exactly. Yeah. This is where they were born, I think. Yeah, yeah. Born yeah. and bred right here. Yeah. You just missed Slash. He just made his I know, way out I'm of sorry here. I missed him. I love that guy. But uh, how's he doing? How's he holding? I, up? I think he's hanging in there. Good. You know, I think he's doing okay. I think good. business is all right. Good, good. <laughs> yeah, he'll be able to pay his rent. <laughs> it should be fine. He's a great guy. I mean, I've known Slash for. But I used to see Guns and Roses when I first moved. I first moved to Hollywood in 1986 when they were a club band. Yeah. And so I saw them play it like at Raji's and small clubs. Around town. They were fantastic. So uh, yeah. when did you first come to the Rainbow? Do you remember the first time you stepped? I couldn't in here? get into the Rainbow. I mean, th- during the height of like the hair metal 80s, I was not. Like I got velvet roped out of this joint for real. Yeah, for real. Because I, you either had to like be in slaughter, or you had to be, <laughs> or you had to be a groupie of slaughter, and or look like you were in slaughter. I didn't check either of those boxes, man. And it was only years <laughs> later where they were like pumping my jams here, and I was still. I mean, I'm happy to pay the five bucks at the door, but it took a real long time before like the <laughs> rainbow. Staff came around. Wait a minute. They've been very welcoming for a very long time. Let me get this right. So, so Rage is blowing up, and you still were getting hit with the $5 minimum at the I door? Was t- one, one, uh, <laughs> Eric, Eric Singer and I, one day, were walking down the street. We went to a show down at, uh, at the Whiskey, yeah. and coming out, you know, the kids were asking for photographs and things like that. And I kind of felt bad. I'm like, this is the drummer and Kiss. Like, you should probably get his picture, too, right? So, but when they come to the Rainbow, they let him right in, and they charge me 5 bucks. <laughs> Which is, I'm happy to pay because it's a fine establishment that deserves the money. Yeah, and Slash told the story that he had to dress up as a woman to get in here once on Ladies' Night because no, they wouldn't they, let him in for the longest time. They like they were banging the Audio Slave and the Rage Jams here, and but you know it all worked out in the end. Thank you very much. Yeah. Oh, look at now, look at what happens. They just, look at that. They just bring them a like, drink. Yeah, you got like more a, than I do. A, th- a three finger pour. Now, by the that's way, metal. By the way, look, I got nothing. I'm yeah. only hosting the show. <laughs> what else? You know, they get no respect here. But we, as, as Eddie said, what we he and I have done many times at this joint yeah. is we have. Like we, it's like men's metal Mondays, and we will come and we will get a booth, and we will. Ha- the, the, there's there's only there's only two rules. We we discuss a lot of things in great detail, which we cannot share with you because you have to be very honest, and you know in his. Oh yeah. of, you have to be brutally honest. And should we tell them the two games that we? The play? games are the best, and they are brutal. Brutal. And, and he and I could not do them publicly for that, fear of the repercussions, but privately they rule. Yeah. Tell yeah. the games. So there's Tom. the two, and you you at home metal fans play can, along can play can play along. So there's two games. One's called MVP Weak Link. So you take any band in the history of the rock and roll. It can be a band, your ba- a garage band that you're in. It can be the Rolling Stones. And you have to pick the MVP of the band and the weak link of the band. And the rules are very simple. You can't opt out. You can't say, there's no weak link in Zeppelin. You have to pick somebody. And so that gets really, really tough. It's really tough. Really tough. And really what's tough. really fun is when I turn it around to Tom and say, all right, let's do it for Rage Against the Machine, and yeah, you yeah. won't do it. You, the rule is that the band's... Yeah, well, I mean, the people, out of respect to the people or other people that are at the table yeah, yeah, at yeah. bands, we will never make, because it's like picking one of your kids. Yes, correct. You'll never make them do your own band. That's correct. So I could never ask you to do Rage, Audio That's Slave, or Profits. That wouldn't be cool. That's correct. But every other band? Every other band. Fair game. Fair game. Then the other, the other <laughs> game is called a Mount Rushmore, where you take, like, the top four in any category. So it could be the top four worst hair metal solos. It could be anything, like the top four... Front men of all time, and we've gone. Over, we've had some big tussles about oh, that because this guy is his taste is sometimes suspect. <laughs> oh my god! Wait a minute now. Sometimes suspect. Wait a minute now. I think you had Britney Fox too high in one of our polls. No, how could they ever be too high? <laughs> <laughs> But yes, we do have a great time here, and uh, something tells me we're teeing one up for tonight oh, as well to have a great time. Jeez. So what's going on? Uh, you, you just uh, unfortunately yeah. you couldn't do the tour with the yeah. With uh, uh, I talked to Matt yesterday. Oh, managed, you did. Oh, yeah. 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 Well, two days ago it was his birthday. I dropped oh, yeah. him a line, and he's going to the doctor to get his voice checked to see how he's yeah, doing. But that had yeah. to be a bummer. Very disappointing. I mean, I love Avenged Sevenfold, and we were set to go out with Prophets of Rage all summer in the U.S. and do that tour. But I understand. Like, the guy, if you are you have a severe problem with your voice, you can't sing, you know, it's totally cool. And uh, so we hope, we wish him well. We have a new Prophets of Rage song out called Heart of Fire. I've got my project called The Atlas Underground, which is coming out in October, which is a big collaborative record. Um, yeah, but wait a minute. Let me stop you on that a yeah. second. You got this record coming out. I saw the the press release. I saw, hey, Morello's got a solo record coming out. It's all, I got all excited. I didn't see any metal guys on there. 
Well, I've, I've been... One, you still, there's one metal guy in there. I might have missed it, too. Me. Well, you, Son yeah. Of a bitch. <laughs> but I wanted to see you co- collaborate yeah. with Britney Fox. Yeah. <laughs> or we're, Slaughter. We're saving that for version That's two. That's the version, second version two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What we're trying to do is create a new kind of metal. That's really what is I'm Is that really what... Yeah, it's, in part. It's, like, it's to create like an alloy of like my Marshall Stack analog riftacular rock power with <laughs> with some of my favorite artists in other genres. So the idea is to meddle up in a number of different Okay, genres. so this is this is a rock record. It's a big rock record. It's a huge rock record. Okay. I mean, it but is. it has it has compo- it has elements of EDM like it's got from you know from Mumford and Son to uh, Knife Party to Bass Nectar. One of the things I found in our, in some of those the heavy you know, not the Ibiza EDMX, but some of the heavier EDMX, but they're huge fans of like Tool and Rage Against the Machine. And you hear in their mu- I hear in their music a lot of the tension and release that's my favorite part of rock and roll. And I thought, well, what if we replaced their synthesizers with my guitars, but, but through the prism okay. but through the prism of that kind of uh, the way of thinking about cutting songs together. All right, so I'm cool with that. So it is a rock record. Yeah, you're yeah. Gonna, There's totally I know, rock, I know big you, guitar elements. Beyond our Metallian meetings that we have here at the Rainbow, you have you are have an eclectic taste in music. You love all kinds of stuff. Yeah, I mean, so it makes sense that that you would do that, but it's still at a rock base. Yeah, I mean, for me, like rock and roll is doing is playing music that you believe in. And like when we formed Rage Against the Machine, there was no audience that we didn't expect there to be any audience for. We just played music. There was no precedent for that combination of ethnicities in a band making mu- music with that subject matter and those diverse component parts. Then we formed Audio Slave. We didn't care what anybody thought either. Then I did the Night Watchman stuff, acoustic. So it's like I've always gone, gone to the beat of, march to the beat of my own drummer, but there's always loud electric guitar. So when is the solo record coming out? October 12th. It's okay, called so The Atlas Underground. Are you going to go out and do your own shows? Yeah, yeah. We're going to figure it. We're doing a... Because it's collab... There's a lot of like guests on it. I have to find a way to tour that's going to be impactful without necessarily having to have Wu-Tang Clan and Pussy Riot and Mumford and Sons all on stage at the same time. Right, right. I got you. All right, now let me ask you this. Here's the multi-billion dollar question, okay? We just had Slash here coming off of what they just told me is the fourth biggest tour of all time, this Guns N' Roses reunion. Believe it. We found out the other three. Let me. I don't know if you're peeking. Do you I know the other three are? I don't what know. Are the three? I can't read what, your handwriting. What, you, nobody can. <laughs> what, what are the three bigger ones? I'm going to guess U2, Springsteen, and maybe the Rolling Stones. Okay, you got two. Which U2 is? 360 tour is the biggest? Yeah. What year was that? 2011. Yeah. That's that was the, like with a big spaceship in the middle. thing. Yeah, that was a big spaceship. Biggest tour of all time. Stones at two. I don't know what year the tour was. Ed, if you know, t- t- tell me. Do you, Ed, back in New York, who researched this? What year was the Stones? Rolling Stones was two thousand five through two thousand seven. Mm-hmm. Why that year? I wonder more than any other. Like well, they maybe they just played more dates. That has a lot to do with it. And this blows my mind that I can't believe bon this Jovi. is number three. No, not Bon Jovi. Coldplay. Oh. Coldplay is the third biggest tour of all time. Like, I'm surprised as well. Uh, me too. Surprised as well. Coldplay, and then number four, Guns N' Roses. So, I got a band that would probably knock one or two of these things out if they ever reformed and did a reunion. <laughs> Rage Against the Machine! <laughs> yeah. I, let me tell you, if there is a Rage Against the Machine tour, I'll be the guitar player. <laughs> I, I can commit to that. <laughs> uh, nothing, you don't talk, not, no talk about it, nothing, not even a show. There's, no, there's, there's nothing more than the last time we sat at the rainbow, man. <laughs> <laughs> Let me ask you this. Would you ever play Audio Slave songs again with a different singer? I mean, if there was some, like, yeah, like sort of charity component to it. Right. I mean, we, we've played, as a, as a, uh, in honor of Chris, in uh, memory of Chris, we've done uh, Serge Tankian has sung Like a Stone with us and um, with Prophets of Rage. And we've played, sometimes we'll play instrumental versions of songs and let the crowd sing, mm-hmm. sing the words back, which is really like moving and a great way to sort of both mourn and honor, you know, one of the greatest rock singers of all time. For sure. We haven't thought about, I mean, there's no plan yeah, yeah. to do anything like that. Did you hear, I think, Ann Wilson do I Am the Highway? No, I didn't. I'm sure she just recorded a oh, version of it. Sure. I think with Jerry Cantrell. Oh, I'm as a matter sure. of fact, she's. Oh, did they do that at the? Uh, didn't they do something at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? Yeah. And now she's right. recorded it for. I know that she did it live with Jerry. Ah, yeah, yeah. And I don't know if Jerry's on the recording, but I know she recorded it. For I'm her. sure that's great because she's a great singer, and I know that she loved Chris. But it's got to be amazing for you to see music that you had a hand in creating and see the life that it has beyond. Yeah. The respective yeah. bands to see what's happening. Yeah, I mean, we've had catalog. whenever we've played. Sometimes we'll play like a stone. 
tone with just an instrumental version and a spotlight on an empty microphone and let the crowd sing, and it's really beautiful in a way that, you know, like, you really feel Chris's presence in the room. And uh, I see Band-Aids on your finger, man. You do- you yeah. put that on Twitter. What, what the hell went on there, man? I was, uh, I broke at a acute fracture of the fourth metacarpal, and if you're a guitar player, that's not ideal. Uh, but I had incredible doc. I had a, I broke it on a Thursday, um, had surgery on a Saturday, was on a plane Sunday, landed on Monday, and played a show in Sweden on Tuesday. So within about four and a half days of sm- just shattering my finger, I played a 90-minute set with Prophets of Rage at a festival in Sweden. Were you in agony? Uh, not as I mean, they, the, the doctor basically said he nailed it. It's all titanium. I literally have a fistful of steel now. Like it is like it is. Oh, he's it is so a, metal. It is a yeah. Oh my God, yeah, Morello is exactly. so metal. So next time you want to question my metal credentials, just <laughs> I'm straight up titanium. It's like it's Iron Man. Literally, I am Iron Man. Um, <laughs> And you put a picture of it, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. The actual pretty, opened up. Yeah, it was pretty. When I good. saw that on your social media, yeah. I thought it was a goof. I'm like, oh, he just oh. grabbed a picture. That's not really his finger. Oh, you really? That's, that's real, dude. That's real. There's like nine nails in there, and it's pretty crazy. Oh man, and that's your career. You got to be shit. Yeah, I mean, I was. I mean, when I, but what can you do? It's like I, when it's, it's all of a sudden you just got to figure it out. And the, basically, the doctor said it's a matter of. He said I'm going to nail it together, and you're going to be able to play guitar. Just a matter of of the pain threshold and if you have the will to do it. And I said, I got the will to do it, so just nail my shit together and I'll go rock it. Last thing we didn't cover before we have to run in a second, uh, do you do anything with Springsteen again? Uh, no, he's just he's still doing this Broadway run, which is I haven't seen it yet. I hope to see it before the end of the year, but uh, uh, there's no plans with that. But he's the greatest, and playing with him for two years is one of the highlights of my life. I, Tom told me one story here at the Rainbow real quick when you, you got to learn how to play anything, and Springsteen turned to you on stage during a show and called out a song that you had no knowledge oh, of what it is. All, every night that happens. Every <laughs> night that happens. Like, and what, hey, he takes requests. Like He takes signs from the audience that maybe the E Street Band has never played. We played one on, on the last U.S. tour. There were 34 dates. We played 182 different songs <laughs> in 34 shows. So what do you do? You we just one of those shows, which was in uh, Mohegan Sun Amphitheater, which is like in Connecticut. Connecticut. We, o- we opened the show with six of the first seven songs were songs the E Street Band had never played before. And the seventh one, which we had played twice, was Jump by Van Halen. So, like, that's how eclectic and crazy it got. Yeah, that is amazing. But what do you, and what do you do? You just, do you just look at Nils, I, or what do you do? No, I mean, I, and I, prior to playing with Springsteen, I didn't really have that skill set of, like, the human jukebox, but I learned it. Like, I, I didn't, he, he couldn't phase me by the end of it. Like, seriously, he'd help, help us take a sign from the crowd. It might be a Creedence Clearwater Revival song, something I've heard on the radio. Right. And he faces it towards my side, faces it towards the other side. And this is how long you have to learn the song. One, two, three, <laughs> and then you're playing it in a stadium. That's it. Oh man, that's good stuff. Well, everybody, give a round of applause to Tom Morello. Thanks, thanks, oh, thanks. Congratulations. I like your, I like your vibe here. I'm coming out here a lot, man. You're gonna get. Yeah. I'm gonna be, you're gonna have trouble getting rid of me if you're down here at the rainbow. Come on, bring yeah. it every time. You, me, you, John Five. It'll get crazy. We gotta get John Five in. Fantastic. This. Uh, again, look for Tom's record coming out in October. Pick up Slash's new record with Miles Kennedy and the Conspirators. That's out September 21st. You can pre-order that now. There's all sorts of bundles and what have you. And the single is out right now for Driving Rain. Huge thanks to Slash for dropping by. So, again, September 21st for his record. Your record is? October 12th. And when you get closer to that coming out, come on. We'll do a whole thing on it. Well, a lot of fun to have Tom drop by. Tom Morello and Slash, two great guitar players as part of the first ever uh, Trunk Nation LA Invasion broadcast from the Rainbow. You can't ask for better than that, right? Thanks to both of those guests for coming by. Thanks to all the audience that was there, everybody at the Rainbow, everybody at Sirius XM that made the whole thing possible. Greatly appreciated. It really was a blast. And I hope to do it again soon. We'll let you know the date of the next L.A. Invasion broadcast from the Rainbow Bar and Grill in the very near future. Eddie Trunk here. Thanks to Katie Irizarry for putting it all together. Remember, follow on Twitter at Eddie Trunk. Instagram fan page on Facebook, eddietrunk.com. The website, music news updated daily. Please email me through the site. Please check all the news. Please check all the appearances right on the homepage. You guys have a great week. I'll see you next Thursday for another all-new episode of the Eddie Trunk Podcast, always free on podcastone.com and iTunes.
recently on The Producer's Guide. Why are they letting you make these movies? Check out Todd Garner's interviews with Rob Riggle. Simplify is the Marine Corps motto. Simper Gumby should be the producer. Always flexible. Marlon Wayans. My dad's not funny. He's really annoying. My mom curses him out, and that's where we found out comedy. And Eli Roth. I liked 16 Candles and First Bueller, but I was waiting for the nudity. I hated those movies. I thought it was the death of cinema. The Producer's Guide with Todd Garner. Every Thursday on Podcast One and Apple Podcasts. Remember to rate and review. From earaches to strep tests, there's Minute Clinic at CVS. See a provider, fill a prescription, and grab essentials. Or see us online with telehealth options. That's healthier made easier. Visit Minute Clinic at CVS today. Services vary by location. See MinuteClinic.com for details. I have been fed, that's a fact. I have been fed, that's a fact. My credit card purchases get me cash back. My credit card purchases get me cash back. No one else gets these rewards. Sergeant, that is just plain untrue. What in tarnation? Sir, PenFed's PowerCash Rewards Card isn't just for military members. Anyone can get cash back on all purchases. Ah, friggins! You've ruined my favorite song. PenFed Credit Union. Visit PenFed.org slash PowerCash. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA.